0: hello everyone and welcome to work in progress the personal productivity science insights podcast produced by lmsl the life management science labs we are champions of life management science providing structured insights informed by science and inspired by practice on key aspects of conscious living each week we bring you scientific and practical insights on each element with the expert knowledge of professionals in the field let's get started Hi guys and welcome back. I'm your host Tia Hama and today I'm joined by Aditi Kuti, colleague and host of Self-Improvement Atlas and Reliscope. In today's episode we are talking about decisiveness or indecisiveness and more specifically FOMO and how it affects our personal productivity. So let's get started. Hi Aditi, how are you? I'm good, thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for being here. Now obviously you're a co-host of mine so I know everything about you Um, but maybe the listeners don't. So, for those who don't know you, do you mind explaining who you are and
1: what it is you do? First of all, uh, long-time listener of the show, so thank you for having <laughs> thank me Thank you on. so much. <laughs> <laughs> I've been listening since the first episode. Oh my god, ultimate um, fan, OG, OG. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am the host of two of LMFL's podcasts. Mm. Uh, one of them is Self-Improvement Atlas, the Personal yep. Science Insights podcast, and the other is Rolloscopes, the Relationship Science Insights podcast. Woo-woo. So a very wide range of topics. Mm, yeah, in pretty broad. Very broad. Yeah. I'm talking about a lot of things. I haven't got to talk about productivity yet, but I feel like it comes up sometimes in some of the related um, topics in like p- my personal science podcast. Yeah, I could see that happening. Yeah, so yeah. Like nutrition and like... And, and and that Pretty kind important. of thing yeah. where it's kind of like all about you know actually yeah. doing the work and like getting yourself in the mood to do the work <laughs> yeah stuff like that totally
0: so oh. like, it comes
1: up but I've never like talked about it specifically yeah so
0: amazing yeah. awesome yeah for those who are listening um me and Aditi are not experts we just want to put that out there right now so this is just a guest um host episode um it's essentially like the thing that I did with Dina and I had Gabriella on as well go back and listen to those episodes um but yeah so we are not experts <laughs> we just want to put that out there um so we are just discussing indecisiveness and fomo from our perspectives and um, what we've learned about as hosts um, but also just as 20 year old people in this crazy little sphere that we live in so before we dive into that in a little bit more detail we're going to do some get to know the guest questions so who is aditi um so my first question is what is a recent book you've read or one that you loved?
1: Um, so the last book I finished um is a book that's actually one of my favorites. Um Ooh. Mrs. Dalloway by Virginia Wolf. Oh, cool. um, oh cool. I read her in like love her. Year 12 literature. Yeah. Um and I was like, I'm obsessed with this. I oh, love cool. it so much. Um so yeah, it was kind of I haven't read pretty much since high school, oh my God, I feel. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I like kind of returning to that. It's not a particularly easy book to read, but it yeah. was like one that I really liked and kind of the journey of. So, yeah,
0: yeah. cool. Yeah. Have you what other works of hers have you read?
1: Um, I read a bit of Orlando. I never fully yeah, got okay. through it. Like I said, I've struggled to read since like the end of high school. Yeah, my so gosh. I read Mrs. Dalloway. After we were forced to yeah. for like so many years. Yeah, yeah. I read Mrs. Dalloway. Well, I used to like read on my own. I used to be a massive bookworm. Yeah. But like I read Mrs. Dalloway and I was like, I want to read everything else she's written. Yeah. Um, and then I tried Orlando and I was like, this is so hard. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, bit um, of a challenge. But I was I, like that with Pride and Prejudice and I was like, I can't do this. Yeah, maybe just watch the movie. I love the movie. Do you have you watched the movie or the TV show?
1: I watched the movie. Okay. Yeah. All right. I know the the TV show is supposed to be better.
0: Yeah. The TV show, people hate the movie. And then I find the movie, people hate the TV show because I was a movie girl. I started with the movie. I didn't know there was a TV show. And then I started with a movie and I grew up with a movie. And then I was dating this guy and he was like, what the hell? He was like, the movie's crap. He was like, the show is so good. And he forced me to watch it. It wasn't bad. It was just like... I, I, I loved the movie. I don't know right. if that was a nostalgia thing. Yeah. Because, you know, like you grow up with something and you're like, this is so good, even yeah. though it's probably not that great.
1: <laughs> also, Pride and Prejudice is not my favourite Austen book. Yeah,
0: no, mine neither. Yeah. Um, I liked Sense and Sensibility mm, a I lot like Emma. more. Yeah. Okay, so let's move on to movies. What is a movie you would recommend? Um,
1: The last, ooh, not the last movie I watched, actually. Maybe the one before that um, I would recommend, uh, Emily. Um, which is about Emily Bronte. Yeah, okay. Um, It's a very, it's one of those, the best way I can describe it is like those women that write. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, It's definitely one of those very similar in tone to like Little Women, but a a little more gothic and dark, obviously, because that's the tone of her novels. Um, And I found that it made me want to write a lot more. So like I was like, came back from the movie, I was like, where's my fountain pen? (laughs) yeah, I, to I, write love that. Um, yeah. I, I didn't find my my fountain pen didn't work so i gave up but you actually have a fountain pen
0: yeah oh I my do. good Lord.
1: um this is gonna be a <laughs> tangent uh no
0: i'm here for it do um, it um
1: in when i used to go to school in india for whatever reason the prescri- we prescribe we were prescribed like certain writing materials and yeah, like okay, types cool. of notebooks as part Pardon. of our like kind of bookies yeah. that we had to buy for whatever reason for math we had to use a fountain pen like it was compulsory oh my goodness not for any of the other subjects that makes you math. sound so smart that's so cool but you did I anyone wasn't... know how to use it no yeah we did we were taught how to use it it wow. was a mess but like we were taught how to use it yeah. and they were pretty cheap in <laughs> india as well it wasn't like, yeah. an expensive that's pen. so cool but it doesn't work right <laughs> So, I get so I sure I can fix it because okay. the fountain pen is supposed to be like yeah. easily fixed. Yeah. Did you see Emily like
0: in cinemas or? Yeah, online? I
1: did. Oh,
0: I did. cool. I took my mum for her birthday. oh so we that's so nice. Yeah. Ooh, so. that's cool. I love that whole like women that ride vibe. <laughs>
1: I think the crazy like British Emily. woman with like hair and like
0: I am so i well, she so yells like
1: freedom of thought and like the movie and everything like it's a big women that right oh I
0: want to watch this so <laughs> badly now I am 100% watching this oh my goodness okay so third question um who is your famous role model if you have one yeah
1: that's a difficult one I don't know if I have a famous role model Um, Off the top of my head, mainly because it was like the anniversary of her death recently, Um, Kalpana Chabla. She was the first um, female astronaut, um, Indian Indian female astronaut. She was Indian American. Yeah, um, in space, and I remember like this is back when I lived in the U.S. Yes, I yeah. lived in a lot of places. <laughs> back when I lived in the was U.S. She like Native American Indian. No, no, no. She's okay. like South Asian. Indian. Yeah, cool. Um, so she, I remember it was like 2001. I was still in school, and like she looked just like me, and she went to space, oh, but then like cool. it crashed. Um, oh. Yeah, crashed. So and everyone died in <laughs> oh, it, geez. including her. Oh uh, no! So, yeah,
0: but <gasps> oh, she was wow.
1: kind of an icon, I think, what for a, a lot of yeah. like, people that yeah. look like me, like a lot of diaspora kids that look like yeah. me. So that is so awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. amazing! <laughs> you never hear
0: about female astronauts.
1: Yeah. Or at least not like, like it's not people often. of color like yeah, astronauts not. like yeah. very and this very was just, much. Like known. in two thousand one, so it was like a very long. Yeah. Time wow. Ago.
0: That's such a long time. Yeah. Oh my goodness. All right. Um, what is your favorite podcast? Or, like, oh. what's a podcast that you you like listening to?
1: Yeah. Or a very...
0: You can give me a variation.
1: Yeah. 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 Because I, I have, tell like, I people to, have different interests. I listen to many podcasts. Yeah. Okay. Many, many podcasts. They're usually about history. Um, <laughs> are they, yeah. I was going to say, are they all of like one consistent topic or do you listen of them to are like about casual history? Um, I. I listen to a lot of the really popular ones, like Ologies, which is a science communication Yeah, I podcast. have heard you mention
0: that so many times. Um, and, like,
1: You're Wrong About, which is another really cool yeah, one. Yeah, okay. um, But I think the one I'd like to recommend is You're Dead to Me. That's another history yeah. podcast. It's like cool. from BBC Four. And uh, what they do is they get, like, on a particular topic, a relevant historian and then just a random comedian. Yeah. And, like, get them to discuss the same <laughs> Wait, thing. What? <laughs>
0: that's so cool um, so like
1: kunk on earth yeah, like, yeah well so I mean great. kunk I feel like kunk is just a different level it's uh, so I, mean, I don't think that can be met um but yeah. it's usually like the comedians like just they don't know anything and I love that great and they I get feel quizzed that 100%. on what they know at the end of it um it's so good we should
0: do that oh my good lord that's so great honestly I love that okay and final question um a course you have completed or something i don't know just like anything that you did like professionally or academically where you were yeah. like this was a really
1: big achievement yeah um difficult uh <laughs> what do i completed? Uh, I used to study. Um, I used to major in archaeology a few that's years ago. So I cool. never completed that course, yeah. so I don't think that counts as the correct answer. To but this you can—it's
0: something like an achievement that you can be proud but of. But I like, nearly completed it. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> I very nearly completed it. So <laughs> that's um, still close enough. Yeah. You were in it. Yeah, and I think that's pretty much
1: it. Like, I think that's all that you need. <laughs> I kind of wish I continued it, but also, yeah, it's a it's a difficult one. Yeah, I didn't see a oh, career yeah, there, but definitely. I just love learning about it. Is that like
0: a really hard like field to get work in?
1: It's just a very academia heavy field. Oh yeah, definitely. So and it doesn't like it's it's not very like obviously undervalued by yeah. like universities yeah. as well. Yeah, um, it's not a STEM. Yeah, field. I don't
0: hear about it. For my entire existence, I know this, like, isn't archaeology, but, like, Mm. my whole existence, I just thought paleontology was just like something that Ross did <laughs> and not like an actual thing. I saw like a, like a YouTube video. Like I knew it was an actual thing, yeah. but I never, not in my whole like life no, had I it, actually it is, heard of a person who actually did it. They are
1: the <laughs> coolest people. Like the people that it work on those fields so, awesome. so cool. Like like, i like, that's had, so
0: cool. Why don't I hear more about this? I don't
1: know how explicit I can be on the show, but one of my Do lecturers, <laughs> one of my lecturers um, wrote an entire paper on these, greek dildo like ancient greek dildos oh wow that she found and yeah. they were shaped like dogs like that the entire because they dug it up and so like the paper was just about that
0: oh my goodness and, like what they are that's
1: iconic and i was like this is your field of study oh like,
0: i love that That's so cool <laughs> that's so cool oh my goodness no i love that that's cool but I'm so glad you're in media. It makes my life so much better. Um, well, thank you for answering those questions. Now that we've learned a little bit more about I you. I like you know too much um, about me, or like no. the audience
1: knows too much about me.
0: I love it. It's great. We know that you love history. That's, <laughs> that's the essence that we got out of this, <laughs> which is great because I love history. It's something that, oh my gosh, I wish I spent more time on. But anyway, all right, we're getting sidetracked here. So as I already mentioned today, we are talking about indecisiveness and how it affects our personal productivity. So for our listeners,
1: Aditi, how would you define personal productivity? Yeah, um, personal productivity is just kind of being, I feel, able to utilize your day Hmm. to your fullest potential, personally. Yeah. Um, So... I think everyone's capacity with how much they can do in a day is very different mm, yeah and that's something to keep in mind but mm. it's just kind of doing i guess the best you can with your day. Yeah. I have a very tenuous relationship with the concept of productivity and Ooh, being productive. Yeah. Because yeah. for me, it's very, very easily and repeatedly verged into toxic. Mm-hmm. Um, So it's like a difficult one for me to define objectively.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, I am 100% with you there. Um,
1: But uh, I, I think that's probably.
0: Yeah. I think I have a really like, I think being on the show has helped me form like a better relationship with the vocabulary and the language around it mm-hmm. um, and like the perspective of it. But I think I still have like a very complicated relationship to the word productivity and what that means. And I, I hate. I hate just like using it in my life, like when I'm talking about it here in like a professional scientific aspect, I love the concepts that it comes with and what it actually means, like what it actually means in action, like the tangible effects of it. But when I hear about it and I just like I, just, I hate it, like I really and I don't know if I should say that, but. Like being on the show has definitely helped me have like a better relationship with it because I think like we're both in uni, we've both been studying for ages. um, And I think being productive, like especially as a student, just comes with like so many like extra, just like so much extra luggage. And it's just like, oh, like I've had to work really hard. And the show has helped me like to change my perspective of what it actually means for each individual person, which yeah. is like what you said.
1: I think it helps. I mean, this is something I noticed from the shows I host as well, is like when you're talking to an expert, they often have a very balanced perspective as mm. to like what that particular topic is. Yeah. And, you know, their, their advice is really realistic. Yeah. Relatively um, compared to like, I guess, people who kind of work in those fields for pay. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. I think having... Experts on the show, and not just like some random influence. Inf- what am I trying to say? Influences like a hustle culture. Yeah, guy. like it's like yeah. it's nice. I think the show has helped me because I'm hearing about it from like a scientific perspective, and I'm hearing about people who actually care about it, who do study in it, who have done research, worked in it, da 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 da. Like they have dedicated like a professional amount of time to understanding mm-hmm. what this is, compared to like some chick on TikTok who's like trying to make me feel bad about how I don't maximize every single minute of every single day. Like it just, it like stresses me. And so when I hear it from the experts and they're like, look, you know, this is balanced. This is that, you know, sitting down and like watching a movie is also productive. Mm. That's okay. And it like makes me feel a little bit better because I'm like, oh, okay. Like, yeah, exactly. if If like the pros know like about the whole balance thing then like i think i can do that yeah
1: exactly absolutely yeah
0: (laughs) definitely all right so we're talking about indecisiveness um which is something that we have both experienced but how would you personally define indecisiveness what does it look like to you
1: i think what does it what does it look like to me is just a very easy answer is like i'm not able to make a decision yeah Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I wish I could offer a more scientific explanation for that. (laughs) But it's literally like, um, you know, I am not able to, and that can manifest in so many different ways. It can be like, I've got two choices. Um, and I can take my time to choose them, but like, I don't know which one to pick or like something goes wrong and I have to make a very quick decision to like change track or make a decision on how to fix this. Yeah. That's when I tend to be kind of frozen and like indecisive and like unable to fix things. Yeah. At least on instinct. Yeah. Um, so I think it can just manifest in a lot of different ways, Mm. but it literally is just that inability to actually make a decision and settle on it.
0: Definitely. Yeah. It is, um,
1: it is a complicated concept
0: for us to discuss, not as experts, um, but indecisiveness has been, it's been described as a chronic form of procrastination, but have you ever experienced procrastination um, in this form outside of an academic or professional space?
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, very much so. Mm. I'm the kind of person that like for anything, regardless of whether it's professionally or academically if I have to do something and I get the feeling that I can't do it perfectly my willpower to do it is just shot yeah like instantly I'm less likely to even either begin oh yeah totally yeah so for example I am doing a lot of language learning that I started the start of this year and like last night I had about an hour to spare to like focus on one of them yeah um and I just chose to like not I just Procrastinated. It wasn't even that... I mean, I was tired, actually. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, like, it's also the kind of thing that, like, I have kind of developed methods around when I am feeling tired, how to, like, yeah. just do a little bit to just kind of get me... get something done for that day. Okay. Um. What kind of methods? Just, like, literally, like, reading over stuff that, like, yeah. I've already learned. Instead okay, of, like, yeah. Learning Things that, like,
0: aren't me. too, so like, like brain-heavy. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. Like, it's still gonna, like... I can just read over it. And instead of doing that, I was just like, I'll just watch a few videos and then... <laughs> never got around to like the actual language part but yeah yeah I I procrastinate quite a bit and that's just one example I procrastinate even on hobbies like I'll be like I'm gonna do this hobby today Mm. and then I end up just not doing that at all oh yeah Um, and kind of just sitting on Instagram for like three hours instead yeah I find that with
0: even with things that I enjoy which is so annoying because I'm just like I enjoy doing this like what is my problem like I'm currently I'm in the process of finishing something with NYU at the moment Mm. and I enjoy it but i just like haven't done it for like a month and i'm like good lord to yeah, like this is so bad but my brain is just like i'm too tired and yeah. i'm like are you tired i'm confused why yeah. are you tired like, yeah. Like, yeah why do you want to do pull this it but together? you're also too tired to do yeah, it yeah right? i'm like you chose to do this voluntarily yeah. yeah you knew that you were gonna have to do the work like why like why it's just it's really annoying mm. but my
1: my psychologist said something that Still it feels like a roast a little bit. Um <laughs>
0: but we love
1: um she asked me about like my hobbies and I listed them and she was like, Do you have any hobbies where you don't actually have to put any effort into it? And I was like,
0: Oh Ooh, that's so spicy.
1: <laughs> oh <laughs> you can do that. Yeah, I didn't even know that was a what do you mean yeah. not putting effort into things? Like, do you just like watching T V? And I was like,
0: Is that a hobby? Can oh. I make that my hobby? <laughs> Can that be a thing, please? Can I make, like, watching Netflix a hobby, please? Like, genuinely. Wow. Yeah. That's so like, interesting. Yeah.
1: What a weird question. Yeah, well, I, I just, it, like, I know she meant well, but, like, I really yeah. just felt roasted at that. Oh, <laughs> I would
0: too, 100%. Yeah, no, my doctor, like, says that kind of stuff to me. Like, when I was burnt out last year and <laughs> she looked at my calendar, she's like, like, do you have to do this? Like, do you actually have to do any of this stuff she's like what do you actually have to do (laughs) and i was like okay i was like i have to do all of it she's like no you don't (laughs) she was like you really really don't have to do this um but yeah, that's so interesting. Yeah. Okay. I wonder what I can do. But
1: kind of like, I guess that comes back to procrastination, right? Yeah. It's like, why do we procrastinate? It's because we're tired from all the stuff that we tell ourselves we need to do.
0: Yeah. And I think just like telling yourself that you need to do stuff just makes you tired. You're just like, oh, I'm so not looking forward to that. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's terrible. Um, okay. So we've spoken about indecisiveness and procrastination. Let's talk about FOMO. This is something that I was so confused by, but like for like so long. And I just thought it was the most like just like unreasonable thing. I, don't know, I heard friends say it in high school because I feel like it only came out, like got really popular, like just when I was like sort of at the end of grade 12. Okay. And I had friends be like, oh, I got FOMO. And I was like, what do you mean? And I
1: was like, what the hell is FOMO? I feel like it was that 2010s kind of yeah. early mid 2010s <laughs> is when it got really popular. Yeah, I was so confused by it. I was like, what is...
0: I was like what do you mean and they're like fear of missing out and I was like you have a fear of like missing out on stuff and it never really hit me um but I feel like as I've gotten older I feel like I get a lot more FOMO I
1: don't know if that's just me (laughs) no it's not just you I also had the same experience and that when I was younger I was like like I don't fear missing out like I'm still doing the things I enjoy doing or it's okay um I was also like (sighs) chronically online when i was like in my like late high school (laughs) early uni oh yeah um and i think like i was satisfied with being chronically online and then i think maybe it kind of struck me at some point that like i needed to have a real life out there yeah and when i got to that point i realized that other people were already doing that and they'd already like established those routines Mm. and scary yeah that's when i felt yeah, the FOMO a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a lot more than just that.
0: Right? Oh yeah, definitely. Like, and we're gonna break it down because, mm. like, FOMO—it's this fear of missing out—and it's different from what I've what I've read from my not unprofessional perspective. Um, from what I've read, it it is different from like knowing what you like. Like it is it is different from um, like not being able to make a decision about what, what you like. It's just like knowing that you might like lots of things. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem, like being so, I think it's like being like a generalist. Um, so what does fear of missing out, like how would you define that for someone who doesn't know, like for someone who has no kind of knowledge of what it is, like basically like at the foundation level, how would you describe it?
1: I think most people associate It's fear of missing out on specific experiences or events, right? Like, I think that's the way most people understand it. Mm. I think for me, it's kind of like... I'm trying to think of a specific example where I've experienced it. Um, Yeah, a concert, you know, for example, (laughs) that um, friends have gone to. And I like and i made a decision not to go to that concert yeah because i was like i knew that i wouldn't necessarily like the specific songs that that artist yeah. was going to play there because i didn't like the album that she yeah. was touring on yeah but then like everyone and their mum was going to that concert yeah oh yeah um, and it was like all it was all of my socials and my friends were sending me videos as well because oh knew my gosh like, yeah I liked, you can't get away from it <laughs> um the artist and then I was like yeah I really wish I'd gone because it looks like everyone yeah. had a really good time yeah. and yeah I think it's stuff like that I think for me I experienced FOMO more after the fact rather than before the fact yeah me too that's the way it manifests for me especially if think-
0: it looked good and yeah. like if it didn't then I'm like oh yeah cool like I'm glad I didn't go exactly and then but if it looked good like and then I didn't go and it was afterwards and I was like ah I was yeah. like, I really, want, I really wish I'd gone. That would have yeah. been cool. Yeah. I feel like everyone gets that, but I feel like FOMO, especially like, is related to missing out on a certain type of experience. Yes, I found this. I found this mainly just for myself. Like, it, it has to do with the activity, um, but I think people are searching for a certain type of feeling, and so they're trying to figure out sort of which activity and which thing is going to provide them with like a certain experience that comes with certain feelings. I found this a lot. I find there's a lot New Year's Eve when I decide like what I'm going to do. I get such bad FOMO on New Year's Eve because I am like, because there's so many things going on and I, I very rarely go out for New Year's Eve. I got to preface this. Like a lot of the time I choose to stay in <laughs> um, and I'm just like, I'm asleep before it's 12. Like it's very blase. Um, but like this year, Oh, how do I say this? Because it was New Year's Eve for 2023. Oh, good Lord. It was Lord.
1: 2022 New Year's Eve going into 2023. Yes, thank you. Yeah I, was, yeah, I was confused. I was like, how do I say this?
0: Um, And I made plans with like a girlfriend of mine and we were, because I was going to be in Melbourne for the first time because I'm usually in Brisbane. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be in Melbourne. I have to do something because Brisbane doesn't do anything. I, like, I love you, Brisbane, but like, sweetie, you don't do anything. Like... Like it's really, blasé. but I have some really fun friends in Brisbane and I'm like, okay, I know I have a good time with them, but I'm going to be in Melbourne. Who can I catch up with? And I organized stuff with a girlfriend, um, cause I knew that she would be willing to go out. But then there was a tiny part of me that was like, I just want to check and see what my other friends are doing just in case they're doing something better. Yeah. Cause I was like, if they're doing something better, I don't want to be stuck like, not like seeing them have a good time and not have a good time. And then I text them and I was like, What are you guys doing? Like, for New Year's. And they were like, Oh, nothing. Like, we're just staying in. Like, do you want to come over? Like, we're just going to have drinks and like dinner and stuff. And I was like, Oh, okay. No, like, it's okay. Like, thanks anyway. <laughs> and then I went back and like had a good time with my girlfriend and we just like hung out. But like, it was so funny because I just, I was like, Oh, no i'm okay That's like after i found out that i was like oh okay it's probably not going to be that good Mm -hmm. it's so sad
1: (laughs) yeah i don't i'm trying to think of like if that's ever happened to me um i don't think it has oh that's good i don't think i've ever experienced (laughs) that specific kind um i think it's for me it's definitely been like either i've chosen not to go to something or I have been unable to go to something yeah. and then oh, like, okay. I see yeah. like the evidence of those people having fun yeah. Yeah. and I'm like oh, I wish I had gone I think that's yeah. that's how it manifests for me uh, but I guess like the you know searching for experiences thing to a yeah. certain extent I've definitely. I mean, I've experienced that academically. I've changed tracks so many my times gosh, yeah, like what I've studied. Um, yeah, my like, resume is a hot mess. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even put the majority of it on my resume because yeah, it's right. that irrelevant. Yeah. Um, like, But I've changed tracks so many times because I've always felt like I'm not... I mean, I, ha- I love new experiences as well, so mm. that doesn't help. But I've always felt like I've not found what I'm looking for in that particular yeah kind of you know degree or yeah career career path um so that's probably one thing that okay. i've experienced yeah i don't know if i would describe it as fear of missing out so much as like what you were talking about when you were saying i'm not getting that thing like yeah. that that experience not, yeah. a specific feeling that you're yeah. chasing like i think it's more that
0: yeah okay yeah, yeah. see i am I think I'm definitely a FOMO person in terms of the experience thing because a lot of the time like if I've made a decision not to go to something like I'm like annoyed and upset afterwards because I've seen how good it is but like. Like 90% of the time it's because I was like, I probably can't afford to do that. So I feel a little bit better about it because I'm like, okay, I'm like, well, I saved money. Like I can always see that pause. Like I look at that tiny little positive thing and be like, okay, I saved like, you know, 200 bucks or whatever. Um,
1: And that happens with concerts. That was me with Mardi Gras. Gras. That was me with Mardi Gras. Oh, Um, yeah. Which happened last weekend as of recording this because I went to Sydney a few weeks ago. Um, and I deliberately chose to go before Pride started because yeah. I knew I wouldn't <laughs> afford tickets. You wouldn't come back, <laughs> yeah, all come back. Um, but also, like, yeah. I started uni like literally two days after yeah, the true. Mardi Gras parade, and I was like, yeah. I don't want to like have to deal with that and then start uni in the morning like two oh, days after. Like, yeah. I think I'll just feel awful. <laughs> yeah. But then, like, God, everyone like not everyone went, but just seeing like all the stuff that yeah, happened it at Mardi Gras, so cool. I was like, I really, really wanted to go. Can't wait to
0: move to Sydney. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's but, the same. yeah, that's so that's kind of, I guess, the last time I experienced
0: yeah. FOMO. I think I can definitely relate to you in the academic sense. I think there is definitely an indecisiveness that shows on my resume and this inability to just like make a solid decision, which is fine. Like, we're still in our 20s, so we really like we've there is not that. Yeah, we've got time to explore, but I am constantly searching. For this, like, I'm just like obsessed with having fun, which is just, which is like fine. <laughs> but I'm never, I'm never like okay, not having fun. Like I am the fun friend, which is not always great. But it's like it doesn't mean I'm like, you know, I'm not like a party animal. Like that, I feel like that doesn't didn't more come like, out right. Are you enjoying what you're doing? Yeah, like, like I want to be yeah. like ha- like enjoying myself just like all the time on a constant basis, and I think that's why. I've switched up my interests and because I'm quite a generalist and so I have so many different interests that a lot of them do not overlap and it's just like how am I supposed to make a decision because I am scared of like missing out on this thing or doing this and I'm like oh if I pursue law then like I'm giving up on being a broadcast journalist and like I that's really fun do I want to do this or like If I, you know, change my mind or like it's just so annoying, which is why my resume is like all over the place because I have just put my foot in so many doors because I'm obsessed with trying to give myself like such a leg up. So that when I finally do make a decision, I can be like, oh, OK, I already sort of did this so I can get into here or I can contact mm. this person. But like, it's exhausting. Yeah. Because you're like, can't I just be one
1: of those people who I'm just like, I like this. Mm. That's it.
0: <laughs> like, I wish that was
1: it. I know. I feel that so much. Yeah, that's definitely been a problem. I yeah. feel like also, like in particular with media and for, with law for you, um, it's a lot of chasing opportunities outside of uni as well. Oh, That's like yeah. Crucial. It's like so crucial. So It's just kind of. Yeah, it would be so exhausting. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, like it's so exhausting
0: and you're just trying to. And especially because and I found like this is the thing that I find the most hard to deal with is because, you know, there is someone else who is completely committing themselves to it and they are chasing it so much harder than you. And so you're like, I have to also do that. Because otherwise they're going to get it and I'm not and I'm never going to make it. And so I'm trying to like, you know, we're both like trying to compete in like two fields and like have like that same level of, a, of one person who would just be competing in one field. And I'm like trying to put my foot in media and law and compete yeah, in both of those like so like consecutively and do just as well as someone else who would be competing in one field so exhausting which is why we've both been burnt out
1: (laughs) i'm lucky in that i've gotten to a point where i've made a decision about picking one yeah knowing that i'll be able to pursue the other later yeah so it's not as bad but um yeah i understand and fully fully oh it's totally exhausting yeah exactly all
0: right so Going back to indecisiveness, it's seen as a side effect of perfectionism, which can often be a barrier, as we've found out on this podcast, um, can be a barrier to happiness and productivity. Do you think that perfectionism plays into FOMO?
1: Oh, um, yeah. Perfectionism and Big FOMO. question. I guess, yeah, in a way, because you're like, am I having the best time? Yeah. I could at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I guess it could. <laughs> yeah. I've never thought of it that way. <laughs> yeah. Because um, I, I mean, I associate perfectionism with procrastination so closely. Oh, like, yeah, totally. It they are like the perfectionism same. Perfectionism is <laughs> almost almost always the reason i procrastinate yeah um, apart from just tiredness yeah like, that's the other reason i will not pick on me too yeah but like fomo interesting i've never actually considered that but that makes a lot of sense when yeah you put it that <laughs> i just
0: thought about it before because i was just like that makes sense because like fear of missing out is that fear that you are not Like what you're doing is not going to be optimal. Mm. And the thing that like you're choosing is not going to be as good as the other thing because Mm. you want to do 100% the best thing you can every single time. Yeah. So I'm like, that makes sense. Yeah. And I think it definitely prevents people from like making certain decisions. And this ties into my next question because... The reason I know about FOMO and all this kind of stuff is because I hear about it on social media. um, And that's where it tends to, that's where people tend to use it the most. I haven't really heard it a lot, like in real life. I just hear people like, like post about it. Um, So as we're spending like an increasing amount of time on social media, we are more aware of what other people are doing all the time do you think this has affected our ability to make decisions about our activities and what we do on a daily basis?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Cause like, I know what people are doing now. Yeah. I know what people are up to. Um, and <laughs> yeah. everyone's only going to put the good parts of their, oh, yeah, totally you know, whatever's going on yeah. on, on social media. Um, and even if it's the bad parts, if it's like a friend and they've just kind of, i don't know taking a photo of like something weird and gross they found on the street like i want to be there for that i want to see that i want to laugh with them about it you know um so yeah no i think social media is like i don't think fomo as a concept would exist so or manifest so strongly without social media yeah because we wouldn't We don't know what everyone
0: else is doing. We wouldn't
1: have that much of an insight into what people are up to without it.
0: Yeah, definitely. When I log
1: into Facebook, which is very rare, by the way, (laughs) um, when I log into Facebook, every time I open (laughs) it, someone is engaged. Oh my gosh, I was literally married, going to say that. I saw pregnant. three
0: engagement posts and a pregnancy post yesterday.
1: One day. One so day. I saw <laughs> oh one God. of my this someone I right was for a like, second. <laughs> someone I was kind of like not very close with in high school, but definitely considered a friend at one mm. point. Um but I lost touch with completely. Yeah. Um I just logged into Facebook and she had her second she announced the birth of her second child. Oh my goodness. And A published book at the same time. (laughs) That is the biggest flex in the whole world. I just.
0: I pushed out a book and a human. Like, what?
1: (laughs) And I'm like you're writing while you're pregnant. Oh, what is-? Gosh. it was a picture book that she yeah. wrote for her like first, oh, first that's child, sweet. which is sweet. And I'm like, you know, I, I want to be happy for you, but what the hell is this? Yeah, what the heck?
0: <laughs> oh, good lord! Yeah, totally. I think that totally plays into it. And I was like talking to one of my friends yesterday, and we were just discussing how it's like you. I feel like especially with the engagement thing, it's less, less so much FOMO more as it is just like pressure. (laughs) But when you are on social media, yeah, you're so much more aware of what everyone else is doing because they're posting everything and their achievements. And like LinkedIn is just like a terrible thing for this. Like, like it is good for networking. Like I highly recommend it for networking and all that kind of stuff. Um, like it's good for you to, contact people who are in your industry mm. and opportunities and all that kind of but stuff. it's also
1: the place where people show off. Yeah. It's, it yeah. is like the
0: place where it is primarily accepted for you to flex That's everything. That's the whole point. It's the the ho- yeah. It's the, the, the whole point. Yeah. It's literally why it's called LinkedIn. Like it's, it's insane. And I think FOMO would definitely not be what it is today if it wasn't for social media, because yeah. you wouldn't know what anyone else was doing. Like you see everyone on holiday. I don't know what was it like. When was it? It was like a couple months ago, and everyone was in Europe. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. God. Why did every like everybody was in Europe? Like not even just like like all like I'm talking specifically from an Australian perspective here, um, but like not just in Australia. Like everyone was in freaking Europe. Like Jennifer Lopez was
1: in Europe. <laughs> like like everyone was there. I felt like I was the only person who wasn't in Italy. Like. And if they were in Europe, they were traveling yeah. like so many people were traveling. And yeah. I was kind of working through Christmas. So yeah, I was just like, why am I not there too? Right? Um, oh travel is another one where I like experience massive FOMO. But back mm. to kind of, I guess, the point of FOMO on social media. I'm pretty sure if you look into the origins of the term, it does come directly from social media. Yeah, like I, I don't think it would exist without yeah social media so yeah yeah, i feel like it's intrinsically tired
0: definitely and do you think that social media has made us more indecisive about our life choices because of how other people might perceive it like how it looks on instagram
1: ah that's a tough one um i I know i do right yeah Tell me about that. Okay. Maybe maybe I'll be able to answer after I hear like, about what you have I to think say. I've
0: definitely made quite a few decisions based off, like, not, I don't want to say big decisions, but just decisions where I'm like, this would look cool if I posted this. I won't because I am not on social media, which is probably a terrible thing as a journalist. Like, I do have it. Um, don't try and find me. <laughs> um, like I do have That's it, I don't but i never, Facebook, but
1: it's like such a useful tool as a journalist. Right. But like Literally. I don't use it cause I and hate I it. Don't,
0: yeah. Like I don't use, like I don't use TikTok. I don't use Instagram. I only use Facebook for uni, which is annoying cause I get everyone's engagement posts and everyone's gross baby posts and all that kind of stuff. I use LinkedIn, but very rarely. I'm about to delete it off my phone again. Um, I don't use Twitter because it scares me. Um, But I don't use them. But I still have this, like, headspace of when I do something, especially when I buy things or make things that, like, look aesthetically pleasing. And I'm like, this would be really pretty if I posted this or someone would be really impressed by my day or my career thing or whatever. Like, this is really aesthetically pleasing and would be well received on social media I'm not going to post it but I just have that heads like headspace of like this would do well on social media I don't know if that's just as a journalist (laughs) but like I feel like it's a thing like it makes me more indecisive because I'm like how would this be perceived on social media
1: I don't know if it makes me more indecisive or if I guide myself by how things would look on social media but I definitely do have that a little bit in the back of my mind on that how can I frame this experience for social media? Yeah. I'm not like a super frequent poster and I don't really care about impressing people on social media personally. Um, I am on, I am a frequent user of um Instagram, Twitter it is my most used social media service, really? which is, uh, which should tell me. you a little bit about me as a Aditi person. Aditi is so much braver than I am. Like, she is so bold. I like, I thing, love staying in my bubble. Like, here's the thing about Twitter, and I don't want to go into too much of a tangent here, but here's <laughs> the thing. You can curate it very yeah. easily compared to other social media websites. Really? To cater to your tastes. Because oh, there's no algorithm. Okay. It's not algorithm-based. The content you is see is- not- people you follow why so, okay i mean so, they are trying to shift they've so you got can an, make it an echo chamber thing. if you need it to. yeah exactly yeah. okay interesting um, there is some there is like me. algorithm-based features now but you can there there are options to like filter that stuff out um and it's very yeah. much like you can create an echo chamber um the content that you can hide so like just general terms that you can just mute just yeah. completely blanket mute yeah um you oh, can like do that as can well mute so like terms. completely wow. so like even someone you're following if they tweet about something you don't want something you don't want to see oh my goodness yeah so that's it, so interesting Twitter, i had no idea it's one of the best in terms of curating the yeah. content you see yeah. out of all the social media networks which is why i like it so yeah. much yeah okay um because it's very easy to block yeah. people <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah right cool
1: <laughs> um but at the same time, I understand why it's intimidating for a lot of people, but that's a little. Me. The comment
0: section scares me. <laughs> I am the kind of person who, like, I don't read YouTube comments. It scares me. I, I so, like hearing about other people have arguments together. Just makes me like generally anxious. I'm like, I want to stay in my bubble. If I choose to have an argument, it will be on my own whim. Like, I no no bad vibes, <laughs> no bad vibes. I'm
1: toxic, so I enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> i read through some of the replies just for the drama and i think the thing about twitter that is hit or miss for sure sometimes it can get very vitriolic and awful that's a nice word but sometimes it can be just people joking about it and the funniest jokes are on twitter yeah um because people just do not care about how they Twitter is definitely
0: way more funny than any platform it is i feel like the people on twitter like just I don't know they know something like
1: they just. Well, there's no sense of self-preservation. Like no yeah, one's pretending. No, no to one is pretending. Well, Everyone's people are pretending, so but they're blunt. pretending to be the worst version of yeah. themselves. So that's what makes everyone wants it to be so much toxic. better. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Everyone comes on Twitter is like going to be my t- most toxic to be their worst self. self. Yeah.
1: Um, so I think that's why I, I I don't know what that says about me, but that's why I like it. No, but like I
0: can see like as a journalist like how that would be.
1: It is definitely useful. Like really at, like, interesting. A gauge on what people are thinking. Yeah. 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 Definitely. I mean, it's definitely not an accurate gauge, but you yeah. can definitely see the two extremes yeah. of any debate on Twitter, which yeah. is always interesting. Interesting. But what was the question?
0: Um. <laughs> I have absolutely no idea.
1: <laughs> I
0: don't know. That's a good tangent. Do you, I guess like going back to indecisiveness, mm. do you feel like, like indecisiveness can be reserved to certain parts of your life? Do you feel like some parts of your life you're like, I know how to make a decision there 100% of the time, or do you feel like it infiltrates uh, like
1: all areas? I don't think it's so much that I know how to make it de- or i can make a decision 100 of the time or like you yeah. know there are situations where i'll always be able to make a decision unless i'm playing a new pokemon game and i have to pick the starter <laughs> in which case it's always fire type I every love. single time yeah <laughs> um but i think it's more um i i can be indecisive but if i am decisive i just take a very long time to make my decision like i always yeah, just okay consider all of the options yeah and I don't necessarily see that as like indecisiveness per se. If I have the time to afford, yeah, um, I'd much rather make sure I'm making a good decision yeah. than a bad one. Again, it's not kind of out of that, like, and, and usually I know that that's not a, in a toxic way because once I've made that decision I'm usually not kind of thinking about what things could be
0: yeah okay interesting
1: yeah so it's kind of that I'm generally quite good at making those decisions fairly quickly in that like I always base things on need versus want, want yeah um but stuff where like want is kind of more of a driving factor for example going to a concert yeah or um traveling yeah seeing other people travel stuff like that um that's when I tend to get a lot more indecisive yeah okay so I don't know if that makes sense no no it
0: does yeah yeah Yeah. and I think I can relate to you there in terms of like I can I don't know yeah if it would be called indecisiveness but I will take a long time to make a decision Mm -hmm. but then once I've made that decision because I've spent so much time evaluating it I am like 99% 99% sure that that is what I want yeah and then I do like a full 360 and I'm like I can't believe I ever considered that other option like <laughs> it's so annoying I'm like oh god yeah like you're like, so frustrating when it comes to
1: like buying a certain product for example like if I'm like I want to get a new pair of headphones then I'll sit down and I'll look at all my options yeah and I'll be like what do I like what do I value what's yeah. most important to me so stuff like that making a decision is not that much of a big deal when it comes to spending money that's it that when is it comes where to I spending money, most... I'm like, I'm oh, pretty decisive. Goodness. Yeah. So okay. I already like, cause I'm like, okay, what do I need out of this? Yeah. And what's the cheapest way I can get what I need?
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Um,
1: essentially. Which yeah. is pretty, I guess that's the migrant, the migrant mindset. <laughs> um, yeah. Yep. But I think when it comes to, yeah. And also big life decisions. Like I mentioned my uni, mm. like entire thing, like that whole thing. Yeah. How did you make constantly. that decision?
0: Cause that's a big call.
1: I wish I could say I spent a lot of time thinking about it, but it was just feelings. Oh my goodness. A lot of feelings. And like, I've never regretted a change I've made. I think every change I've made has pushed me closer to the right direction. And right now the current place I'm at is like, I'm not said it's without, I wouldn't say it's without struggle, but like, I've been pretty sure about it for the past few years. Yeah. Um, so I'm relatively confident that I made the right choice now. Yeah. So I'm not going to say that I regret that entire journey. I just wish it had gotten over and done with sooner. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I wasn't still here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: No, I feel you 100%. So, yeah. yeah. I feel like I'm finally at a point, almost maybe, I'm at 99% there. Even when I, even when I just said that, I'm like, oh, <laughs> It's really, it's really
1: showing right now. Um, when I do see one of my friends from computer science who has like a two bedroom apartment that they own oh, um, and yeah. they're paying mortgage, That's the I'm like, bit. you know what? Maybe I should have just stuck with yeah. it. No. Um, yeah. But it's more like, you know, money <laughs> as yeah. opposed to experience, if that makes sense. Yeah. I don't regret the, like for my, for my mental and personal health and like peace of mind. And my soul, I don't regret mm. the decisions I've made. Yeah, but in this economy, just not great decisions. You
0: know what I mean? <laughs> no, I'm with you there. The only I think it's like one of the key reasons that I've like pushed through with law school because I'm just like I may end up having to do this just to survive (laughs) or at least to make a decent amount of money like to take care of my family and all that kind of stuff so I'm like oh okay in that in that circumstance probably a good decision I don't think I will ever 100% know if this was
1: (laughs) yeah if law school was ever a good decision I think with big questions like that it's difficult to fully um, and you're always going to think about other options oh yeah totally and I am
0: like so I'm so flighty and my emotions are just so, like, up, down, up, down. So, like, so many times, like, every single year, like, almost every semester, I am, like, I am dropping out of law school. Like, I cannot do this anymore. I am done. I finished. did drop out because yes. I just had
1: a feeling. So, like, back when so, I was yeah, studying archaeology and film yeah, and TV studies. That's amazing. Uh, it was literally because Monash is, like... I shouldn't name names. Uh, my previous <laughs> university yeah. was messing with my enrollment and I was like, I've had enough of this. I'm dropping out. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness. Like I could have fought That's for gutsy. it. Yeah. I could have
1: sat down and fought for it, but I had no energy for it. I left yeah. and I started over at a new university. Wow.
0: Yeah. Oh my goodness. I wish I could do that. I just, I am like so indecisive because I see myself change my mind like every month.
1: But was like, I decisive or was I procrastinating?
0: Oh, I don't know.
1: <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's
0: tough. But I feel like I am almost... I feel like I am very close to... Or at least right now, I am happy with, like, one of my sort of two career choices that I have worked really hard to make happen. And I'm like, okay, if I do this or if I do that... You'll be okay. I am 99% sure that I will be happy doing either. If I don't like one then I can always do this one. And that's like totally fine. And yeah. I will happily do the other one. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if that's just like me just like almost like giving myself the credit of trying the first one and knowing that I at least tried because I don't feel, for for like context, the first one being trying to be a lawyer, <laughs> the second one, Being like a journalist or more specifically a fashion journalist. Um, And I don't know if it's like I've forced myself to be okay with the idea of being a journalist because I don't want to have admit that I've like, I don't want to say that I've wasted time Mm -hmm. and I don't want to have wasted potential, all that kind of stuff, which is just such. That's a very difficult one
1: because I've been there as well. Exactly.
0: And it's just like so tough. So I'm like, okay, I'm like, I feel like I am happy with these two things. The reason that I am happy with them is two very different, like, (laughs) it's very different conversation. Um...
1: But, but that's yeah, a, that's a whole thing. Oh, we could be a- here for hours. Oh yeah, that's that's a whole
0: thing, and we're not going to go into that. <laughs> that's an
1: insight into some of the conversations Tia and I have, but we're not yeah, on yeah. the
0: <laughs> when We're not on the show. We have some amazing conversations. Um, all right, so we're going to go into the practice habit debrief mm-hmm. section now. So this is where we ask the guest um, what they do personally to deal with the topic at hand. So. What is a practice that you do, Aditi, to help you be
1: more decisive? Yeah, no, that's a very tough one because like I said, (laughs) when I am decisive, like – I like don't what regret is? It. Do you go through
0: like a process of like what you do again, to make a decision? Like
1: making sure that the decision, like taking the time to like look into my decision and making yeah. sure that it's the right one. Yeah. Um. And also, I'm big on making decisions quickly. So okay. even if I like, I say taking the time to research. Like I do the research, but like once I've come to a conclusion, I try not to change my mind.
0: Yeah. Um, Are you like very much like a gut instinct person or gut
1: instinct does play into it a little yeah, bit? I am not. Um, <laughs> I wish I, wish gut I was. Gut instinct plays into it a little bit for sure. Yeah. Okay. Like, I think, for example, like an experience or whatever, I will, if, if I've got kind of two different options as to how to spend my weekend, for example, I yeah. Um, I factor in like a lot of I guess the practical aspects of it so you know how much does it cost how much time is it going to be um how is it going to wear me out and do I have things to do the next day that like I can't afford to be worn out for Mm. um oh my gosh that is the decider of all my decisions (laughs) yeah stuff like that um am I but then there's also I guess the emotional aspect which is like Am I in the mood for this? Yeah. Um, Do I feel like doing this? Um, Am I like, what is my gut telling me that I'm going to like more? Yeah. Uh, And there are definitely times where my gut doesn't know what I'm going to like more. Mm. And that's where the practical aspect tends to come into it as well. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I don't ignore my gut instinct because even if it's not always right, um it's kind of there for a reason yeah
0: no oh yeah and like totally. if you ignore
1: your gut instincts i think it's going to be harder to like be happy with your decision yeah in definitely my experience. yeah so that's not really a practice but i think it's okay i think just taking the time it's <laughs> like to a think process it, yeah. and then like once yeah making a decision just sticking with it
0: what kind of challenges do you face when sort of going through that process
1: <sighs> it, a lot of it is external okay a lot of it is external so often like i get my kind of careful kind of considered approach from my dad Mm. um and he's worse (laughs) than i am and that like he'll make a decision but then he'll keep searching like he'll keep searching through the options and doing the research (laughs) he'll continue to do it and i'm like yeah and then he'll present them to me as well so for example um this is very minor but like I was picking flights for my when I was taking a trip uh and like I sat down I spent two whole days like researching what were my best possible options and Mm -hmm. I looked into not just prices and that kind of thing but also like how long is the airport trip gonna be like how am I gonna handle like that entire journey yeah um what time is it gonna like land stuff practical aspects but also just like am I really going to enjoy being on a Jetstar flight for a few hours (laughs) like am i gonna enjoy that yeah um and then like i made the decision and i bought the flight tickets
0: yeah right
1: right i did talk to my dad and he at the time was like okay seems like a good idea do it and i was like yep i'll do it and the next day he comes with like oh did you see these did you see this discount did you see that i'm like Oh my God. It's a little late. My mom does a little the same late. thing. Yeah, um, that really annoys me, and I think yeah. that genuinely challenges me because I'm very easily influenced by yeah, other me people. Too. <laughs> um, my so, mom makes
0: all my decisions for me. Yeah, so
1: like for him. Like and he's often like again because I know his decisions are also thoughtful and considered. Yeah, it does influence like what I think as well. Yeah. Um, so often when I'm making purchases, like that's where it comes into play, or okay. if I like have to, yeah, usually purchases, and he'll go and find like other options after yeah. I've already made a purchase decision. oh my goodness (laughs) and that's what I hate it because like for me once I've made a decision if you're trying to tell me to change my mind it just kind of ruins my mindset and my willpower yeah no it totally ruins the decision yeah that's very annoying how do you think
0: this impacts your personal productivity
1: oh um I guess let me contrast this with one of my best friends, who is incredibly, incredibly indecisive. <laughs> um, again, it's bi- it's like on purchases, but she will like oh. literally like send me essays, oh good worth lord, of like, why she should purchase a thing, and then she'll make a decision. Then hours later, she, like, hours later, she'll send me another essay yeah, as to why she's different. changed her mind. Yeah. Oh my
0: gosh, this sounds exactly like my best friend. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, so I guess to she just and I'm like you waste so much time like you have other things you need to-. she yeah. would do this when she had like a thesis due and maybe it was her oh, pro- no. procrastination yeah but, um, I feel like yeah yeah like maybe it was that but like I'm like you waste so much time doing all of this like for me yes I spend a lot of time researching and maybe that is a waste of time but like once I made a decision that's it I'm not changing yeah. my mind and then yeah. that's, I'm not focused on that anymore and like again it's like that decision making process is not just about like having made a choice, but it's also just that peace of mind, like you're not going to think about it anymore. Yeah, exactly. But for her, like she's still thinking about it, and it's <laughs> she's wasting so much brain space. Yeah. On this, like, just like, am I going to buy AirPods or Beats headphones? Why is who? Can- oh bless. Like, why do you need to do this? <laughs> yeah. Um, oh my Or like a new iPhone that she does not need, and. I like always tell her like why don't you just use your needs to like guide mm. this and she's like but happiness but happiness I love that but that's I guess, so funny yeah I guess the contrast <laughs> is like how does it affect my productivity I always think about her, about her oh my gosh, how much time so... she weighs
0: <laughs> makes you feel more productive
1: <laughs> makes me feel more productive I'm like like I've done a million things and she's still stuck on like making a decision about I love that one thing best um, friends are
0: always here that yeah. makes you feel better about yourself <laughs>
1: I know there are aspects uh, of of her life that I am definitely like she looks down on and so like funny. I make her feel better about herself. Oh, too. Yeah. So that's it, that's, it's the whole, that's the whole best friendship <laughs> right there.
0: Oh my goodness. Okay, and final question. Um Do you have any recommendations for people who are looking to improve their ability to make decisions?
1: Yeah. Um stop such as your best friend. <laughs> I think I think definitely like needs based is how I make decisions in general, like looking at like affordability, stuff like that, like looking at the practical aspects and prioritizing that first, I think is like a big aspect of it. Um, But like also maybe not looking at social media. Yeah. Okay. so or even just like. It doesn't even have to be social media sometimes you know when you subscribe to particular stores for like emails or whatever and you get their deals and that kind of thing so for me it's stationary like i will like (laughs) i will buy a notebook that i've spent so much time deciding that i want yeah and then like one week later i'll get an email like look at this new one that's on sale and i'm like i want it i want it so much um so and like yeah, it's kind of, and I feel like I've been talking about products a lot instead of experiences, but it's kind of the same thing almost. Yeah. That, that retail therapy. You can you can apply that, that the, the same kind yeah. of yeah concepts. So like maybe just don't check, don't check all of those. Yeah. Um, and I think again, social media because it's going to show you ads for the thing you just bought yeah, or like true. similar products that oh you my just goodness. bought. Yeah. So maybe just like. It's very difficult to say stay off social media because I understand why people need to be on it and want to stay connected with their friends. I think that's genuine. Yeah. Um, But yeah.
0: Yeah. It is hard. And I think I can definitely vouch for the staying off social media thing, but like there are some, yeah, there are pros and cons to staying off social media as per there is, you know, pros and cons to being um, on it and all that kind of stuff. Um, But yeah, I think when it comes to making a decision, not for products, but for like personal experiences and when it comes to FOMO, I think like the biggest thing that I have just had to like knuckle down and just be like, what do I actually want to do? And that is like so hard to actually figure out what that is. But like, usually there will be a small part of my brain that will just be like, this is what you want to do. Yeah. And yeah. like there, there is there is somewhere in it's there, that that there instant. is a tiny voice yeah, yeah, that will genuinely tell you what you want to do. And I think the hardest part of that is listening to it and it, like allowing it to override all the other voices because you've got, you know, the voices from your friends, your colleagues, your parents, from, you know, um, academic influences, from professional influences, like you've got you've got all these different um perspectives that have started to infiltrate your your voice mm-hmm. like in your head that tells you what you want like i mentioned before like seeing that seeing things through the lens of social media and i think it's like you just have to like it's hard but you just have to sort of just like sit there and just like strip it away yeah. and just go like okay who am i without those things what would that person want to do like what yeah. does like, what does Tia want to do? It yeah. sounds like such a no, – like my parents I, are like
1: what, does, like, what does Tia want to do? No, but <laughs> like, I, I agree true. with that so much because something we haven't discussed is, like, professional FOMO yeah. or, like, academic FOMO. Like, that's a real thing. And I'm thinking about, you know, all of my friends that are getting jobs that I would have really loved to do. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Uh, and I think it's more you have to remind yourself, especially because – you know, procrastination and burnout is something we discussed. Mm, yeah. Um, like, do I even have the capacity to take on this new thing? Yeah. That they are doing.
0: Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I never think about that until, like, I've usually accepted something. And then yeah. I'm because I'm always trying to figure out a way to make it work. We spoke about this before the recording because I've just accepted to, like, other opportunities that are, like, going to make my life and my time quite, quite more difficult, but I want to do them because I'm like, I get that professional FOMO. If I say no to this, am I, giving up on my whole career. Someone else is going to do it. Like, what if is I want to do this later? Yeah. Is it going to yeah. look bad? What if like, you know, like you get that, yeah, you get that massive FOMO and it's so hard to break out of.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so staying off LinkedIn always helps.
1: Yeah. Staying off LinkedIn <laughs> and kind of just when you're, when you, when I mean, it's kind of unavoidable because you hear about it directly from friends yeah. and that kind of thing. Just, I guess that reminding yourself like, yeah, is this really for me? Like, yeah, I exactly. I think it's really important
0: especially like when you're in your twenties and you're trying to figure out, you know, you're trying to figure out who you are and what you like. And it's, it's complicated and you've just come out of being a weird teenager and you don't really want to know what you're doing. And you like your whole life career is based off some stupid decision that you made when you were 18. Cause you were pressured to pick a university. I have nitpicks about that, but whatever. Um, but that's like, a whole other that's a whole other episode. Um, but what was I trying to say? Um, Yeah, it is hard because you're trying to, yeah, figure out what it is that you want. And I think it's so crucial. And I've done this so many times. Like I sit down and I actually write down like what my values are, what my morals are and what I want out of life, not related to money or career or anything, but just like those holistic kind of things in terms of like, I want to be happy. I want to spend time with my family. I want to be able to, you know, have animals. I want to be able to spend time doing this, you know, um, I want to be able to help people Those kinds of, and then like making decisions based off those things that you actually know that you love and things that make you happy. And then being like, okay, does this fit into these instead of the other way around? And I think that's been like a massive thing that I still don't do perfectly. Like, hello, like I'm in, <laughs> I'm in law school. Like in no way am I valuing my personal happiness here. <laughs> but like being able to understand who you are and what makes you happy, I think that helps so much with making decisions. Um, and yeah, it's, I found that has helped me just defining just a little bit, not like a whole lot, like doesn't have to be a whole spiel, but just being like, I want to be able to do this, and I want to be able to feel this way. What's gonna work there, and then you can sort of slowly factor in. Okay, is this gonna make me financially stable. Is this gonna help um, me provide for my family, and you know, is this gonna allow me to have a
1: dog and live by the beach? And <laughs> yeah, I think that's yeah. a really good practice. Um, maybe you should have it's been hard. asked the question instead of me.
0: <laughs> no, it's great. Yeah, like it's, it's just something that I just like started doing i think that comes from like my obsessive planning from being like little and being like i'm gonna be like how much did victoria's secret model make like i was like obsessed with figuring out planning like, is a whole
1: planning my life thing. yeah was
0: my obsession oh my god <laughs> which is terrifying um but yeah i think if you're if you're someone who struggles to make decisions i think it's all about like blocking out the noise and just being like what makes you happy What do you enjoy doing? Yeah. And like if you're struggling to make those decisions, then you need to address some underlying issues because that is related to other things that you might need a professional to help you through. And that's okay. Everyone should have one of those. For
1: sure. For sure.
0: (laughs) Definitely. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of our podcast. I think, Jerry, how are we going for time?
1: You don't have time.
0: Oh, right. Okay. Well, there we go. Okay. I'll say that again. Well, that brings us to the end of our podcast today. Thank you so much, Aditi, for being
1: here. It's been such a pleasure. I've had a great time. It's been so much fun. I love it. I love it. And we're going to talk about this for like hours after this. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah,
0: exactly. Oh, my goodness. Um, So for those who want to find out a bit more about you and what you do, where can they go? Uh,
1: Yeah. So you can find my podcast, which I mentioned earlier. They should be linked in the show notes. Yeah um so check those out they're really interesting I always have a really really great time um talking to new guests even on topics I just do not care about otherwise yeah um so (laughs) uh, I'll be I'll be very frank there are definitely some of those oh yeah Um, definitely but I always I think learning from people is such a great thing you're always
0: learning for something yeah that's something that I do love is that not to plug our own shows but like we always learn something new even if it's something that we would not have like come into contact with outside of this. Um, I've always loved that about this job. We learn so much in saying that. Um, Please don't forget to like and subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on and I'll see you guys next week. Thank you you have been listening to work in progress the personal productivity science insights podcast produced by the life management science labs listen to episodes from lmsl's 10 life management perspectives on apple podcasts google podcasts spotify youtube or other podcasting apps on your smartphone if you enjoyed this episode please consider rating our show sharing it and subscribing to our channel as it helps others find us and us grow to bring you more quality resources More of our work can be found on our website at pp.lmsl.net, where you can join our movement. I'm Tia Harmer. Thanks for tuning in.